Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for Supercoach purposes. Round 14 in the books. We had Monday night football, obviously the delayed start to the round because of origin. And it's a high-scoring round. Um, I think the par is probably going to be around that 1250, 1200, you know, somewhere around there. Mark, 1250 probably. I've finished uh, pre-updates of the last game on 1355. Now... You know, I'm in two schools of thought about that. I mean, I'm really happy. I'm winning 10 out of 10 of my leagues. I know that that's a good score. Uh, so hopefully it's going to be some really nice green arrows. But on the other hand, I'm disappointed. Nico Hines is the captain, and I was so, so close to looping Cleary because he finished the game on a ton. I was about to loop. Uh, and look, the Eels stunk it up against the Dogs. Really good to see from the Dogs. They were up and about today. They really got up in their faces, and the Eels were terrible, absolutely terrible. I had IPAP and Matto, and I was like, that's 150 points in there, and I'll finish with 1,400 minimum, 1,450. Uh, so, you know, 45 points from Matto and 50-odd from IPAP is low, but the Eels were so stinky, uh, and the minutes were pretty average for Matto as well. So, you know, it just didn't quite... Yeah, that often happens in Supercoach. You're hoping to come home with a wet sail, and it was the opposite of that because the eels stunk it up. But I'm going to be happy with the 13.55. You know, I in most of my leagues, it's a really good score. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, my trades for the week were I brought in Mulatalo, um, and I am really happy with how he went. He tunned up. Uh, it was a good trade, and I also brought in Mam, um, which was, you know, a, a good play as well because he made a, you know, a, a buttload of cash and scored really well as well. Uh, both round 17 uh, options as well. I sold uh, Violea, you know, to get, uh, get to, or sold Violea with the cash I had to get him up to Mulatalo, uh, which, which was good. Uh, and I also, who else did I sell? I can't remember. Suwali. So, you know, I mean, Suwali was probably a reasonable enough hold, but I didn't hold him. I just used, used the money to get in two round 17 players, and I'm happy enough with that. Um, yeah, the rank is 630. So with that 1,355, um, hopefully I can go up a couple of hundred spots and be nice and, you know, in the top 300 or something will be good. Uh, you know, it's I'm going to be in a conundrum, and a lot of people are going to be in a conundrum because we have to find uh, one players that we want for round 17 and two players that we're happy to say goodbye to in our team I you know I, I said goodbye to Suali uh, you know and I, I could have easily held him but you got to you can't keep them all you're going to have to move some of them on. Uh, I chose to keep Garrick, you know, and Manu. I, I, I decided the ones that I considered. And Targo, May. You know, I want to hold those guys ahead of, um, you know, ahead of Suwali. And, and you know, Suwali finished with 59 this week, which is not a bad score. And I, and I looked at their draw and thought it was probably the best option. But, you know, it's going to be hard in the weeks coming now who you, who you let go of. Um, you know, some of the ones that were in my team that I was thinking, uh, you know, might be good candidates were Kikau, 
who's been on fire, you know, really. Uh, he scored an 88 this week. And I was looking at Karaz, who scored a 75 this week. Um, cooler, you know, looking at him, and he's going to keep bumping up in price as well because he scored a 75. You know, the bench players that I was thinking were expendable have been fantastic, and it's going to be hard to sort of think of um, trading. I mean, don't just trade for the sake of it either. You know, you got to look at the numbers. I think I'm probably leaning towards maybe 10, you know, for the round 17. But my bench this week, I've got a 79, a 75, a 63, a 76, and a 75. That's my bench. <laughs> That's my bench. So it's really hard to think of who I'd like to sell. And there are some definite some targets that I want to bring in, but it's at the cost of who. Yeah, it's going to be hard for people to decide that. Um, I'll go through the round that was, you know, uh, good, bad, and ugly wise. I'll do. I'll kick off the show with some of my thoughts um, through the round. Uh, you know, rugby league and you know, super coach wise. And I want to finish off with some suggestions of who I think could be sellable, but they could also be like Suali Holdable uh, and, you know, some people that I might be interested in buying as well. Um, all right, let's kick it off. Um, look, the captain game, it was Heinz, wasn't it? 34.8% finished with a 61 it hurts, doesn't it? I mean, I'm I'm sort of leaning now towards Nico not being so captainable. He will be a captainable at home, I guess, against the low, low teams. But to me, watching it in actual NRL, he doesn't look like he's running the ball as much. And, you know, the 20 points in goal kicks missed. You know, he would have been on an 80, which would have been, you know, that's elite. He's elite. Um, people are saying, should I sell him to go to Pappenhausen next week? No, you shouldn't. You know, Pappenhausen's going to come back. It's his first game back. He's got a 140 BE. He's still a chance of, I think, you know, Hines is doing himself out of a, a utility. You're not going to run. I don't think you can be a utility for New South Wales. He's a season-long hold. You don't you don't get rid of uh, Hines. The Sharks have a softest draw home. He's got a great matchup in the bye, you know, uh, uh, Melbourne without all their stars. Uh, you don't sell him. You can get Pappenhausen in. You don't necessarily have to go in right away from week one, but you find some other way to Pappenhausen. That's going to be the problem. You know, I was talking to somebody in one of the chats and they were like, oh, I was surprised that Cleary's ownership is so low. He's in the 30s percent. He's like, I thought he'd be up in there 50%. But that's the thing. People sold him. And they couldn't get him back because he was too expensive. So, you know, it, it, we will find the same thing occurs with Pappenhausen. Some people will just, they'll either break their teams and start you know, falling down the ladder because they broke their team to get Pappenhausen or they just simply won't be able to afford him. But Heinz captain was a fail, you know, 34.8%. But that's, you know, where it's a good thing as well because he was such a high captain. Doesn't hurt you nearly as much. Um, the next best was Cleary, 106 that's a nice little difference between those two players and 10.4% people. Um, Captain Cleary, IPAP, 6.9%. Uh, and what did he finish? 50s? I, I haven't checked it because I'm live since the Monday night game finished. Um, you know, but that's that's definitely way lower as well. Uh, anyone captain a good one in there? Um, Teddy was 4.1%. We know that Teddy wasn't really on. Munster was 2.3%. He finished on a 43. Um, Garrick, 1.8% of people. Captain Garrick for 121. So if you went Cleary or you went Garrick, you were, you, you were a winner. 
but you weren't if you did uh, one of the other ones. Um, there were some origin rests, you know, and, and super coach relevant ones. You caught a 20% owned, was a rest, but we probably expected that. Nanai picked up that injury. He didn't really play big minutes in origin, big, big minutes. Um, he might have still got a rest, but I think he could have played if he didn't pick up that injury, 10.8%. Capewell, there was, they sort of predicted that already. We knew that right from TLT that he wasn't going to play 4.1%. Um, yeah, I wrote, I wrote Munster because he basically had a rest on field. <laughs> but um, you know, the, he 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 went out, and I think he probably could have had rested that one. I know that the Storm probably thought, you know, he was on fire and he's feeling fit, so play him. DCE had a rest, four point one percent. Stags, eighteen point one percent had a rest. Cobo, twenty four point two percent had a rest. Yo, nineteen point four. So these are pretty decent ownership players having a rest. Sims, 0.5. You know, so there was not as many as we thought, which was pretty manageable for teams. You know, in the case of players like Murray, um, who played limited minutes, and Matto, it might have been a good idea to sit him. I just thought Matto didn't play very many minutes in Origin, so he was, uh, you know, going to get good minutes this week for the Eels. But I think maybe they just said, well, let's just drop him off with 20 minutes to go. We're out of this game and don't bother bringing him back on. So a 45 for Maddo is really disappointing. I thought he was a safe enough play because he didn't really play big minutes in origin. But that's just the way it is. Um, there's been some injuries that are, people are going to have to contend with. Um, Lukey, an ACL, unfortunately, really good kid. I think he's better than Nani. Personally, um, you know, Nano is great under that high ball, but he just runs with such venom, such great lines, with you know, with speed and everything. Lukey, I, I really think he's a great player. It's unfortunate. Um, Kiri got that head knock, uh, really unfortunate um, for the Chooks uh, and for owners. I mean, look, Kiri, you shouldn't be an owner of Kiri. It is, he's got to be sold. He's got to be in doubt now. I don't know at this stage what the prognosis is on how long. Uh, but look, it could be weeks, it could be, you know, the Roosters are really good with that sort of stuff, but I would not be happily having Kiri and my team moving forward. Hass, he's done another um, AC, it's on the other shoulder, uh, he finished with a 30-something, didn't he? Uh, Hass, 31 points. Um, look, they say it's a pain tolerance thing, much like the other shoulder, and he'll be right to go for next week. Um now, if he is right to go for next week, then he's going to be there in origin as well. I will talk about players that I think can be sold, and it might be a little controversial, but I think Hass is sellable in this uh, lead-up to round 17. But it was unfortunate. Um, you know, he's got two busted shoulders now, really, two non-100% shoulders, that's for sure. Um, we had A-Ray uh, got a rib injury. Thankfully, he has been cleared of a break. Uh, thanks to the NRL physio, great man. If you do not follow the NRL physio or or you're not a part of his Patreon, mate, you it's five bucks, I think, um, or whatever. I don't know what it costs, five bucks or something of a year. Get in there and get yourself a subscription. The information that he gives you, um, how long players are out for, when you get expect to get them back, and what the normal, you know, range of you know, uh, play for players when they come back and stuff based on their injury. Great stuff. I love having him as a resource and I couldn't recommend him any higher. Um, but A-Ray, they say, is good to go. Farnworth, unfortunately, the bicep injury, which looks like maybe a season uh, ender, un- unfortunately, um, 
that's going to open up a spot there at the Broncos um, moving forward. You know, Tessie New is close, I think, to returning. You've got um, Mari Martin there at um, fullback. You know, could they put Tessie in the centres? I, I don't know. Um, or, you know, Brenko Lee did a pretty good job in there as well. But look, they're around 17 teams. Someone is going to be playing in that centre wing. And the Broncos have been going really well. So I think that they become, you know, a cheap, hopefully it's a cheap player, an option for your teams uh, in, you know, the round 17, a Broncos centre wing. Um, Ponga, he was, you know, copped. He, 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 he copped it. He got uh, knocked out. Uh, couldn't finish out the game. It was nice and early in the game too, which is a real pity for the old Knights. Uh, but, he, you know, how long? He should be, I don't know what the turnaround is or whatever, but, you know, uh, if, if you own Ponga, you know, you wouldn't, I think he'd be a sell anyway, wouldn't he? <laughs> but anyway, we'll move on. Um, look, you know, I, I just want to lightly make a complaint. You know, we the game has gone, super coach wise we've lent towards a direction now, and that is last pass gets the try assist. It's all the centre wingers, you know, doing the catch and pass gets the try assist in these halves, ball playing halves, doing cutout passes, drawing players, you know, <laughs> doing these Harbour Bridge, or maybe a Harbour Bridge, you'd get it. Um, but they'd be cutting out a centre wing, wouldn't they? If they're cutting out the centre if they were doing that. But look, we've gone to the point now where it's it's the centres, you know, that are getting it for a catch and pass. And on the weekend, Cody Walker does a beautiful cutout pass onto Campbell Graham, who, yeah, sure, it was quick hands, got it to the winger. You know, the try assist goes to Campbell Graham. And Cody Walker, I think, is the biggest victim this year. I reckon at least five to ten, you know, occasions where he's absolutely laid on a try, laid it on, slap him on the bum, good work Cody tries, and he all he's getting is a try contribution, four points for it. And it's, look, I mean, look, I was chatting in the groups to Wilfred, he's saying, look, it's consistent this year. They seem to have corrected. I mean, last year it was going more, there was a bit more subjective to it, uh, and is you'd get get these going to the halves, but it's no surprise to me that these ball-playing halves have gone backwards this year. And the running halves, like Brown and Munster, are fine, but these ball-playing ones, you know, Cody's a good runner too, but he just doesn't do it very often. He lays on these beautiful balls, but he's not getting anything for it. Um, look, I don't agree with it personally, because it's just... It sucks, you know the these ball playing halves. It's there's it's, they're dead, you know, because they're not getting it. It's just going to the centre wing all the time, and I don't reckon Campbell Graham did anything there. You know, sure it was quick hands, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who I think put on the try. The one that I don't think I could do what they did, and I, I don't think I could have, you know, had the beautiful hands and you know taken it to the line and do the cutout pass like Cody Walker. I think I could have managed the quick hands of Cody of uh, Campbell Graham. I reckon I could have done that. Quick, quick hands to the winger, I could handle. And I don't think any of the South players are going to slap Campbell Graham on the bum saying, nice try, mate. You laid on a beauty there. It's Cody Walker's try. And it's just, it's such a shame. You know, like, let's, you know, let's make a, an effective uh, try contribution then or something. You make it, you know, eight points. So you, you got to get the points up because it's it, Cody deserves more than four and these ball-playing halves deserve more than four points when they're the one doing the cutout. They're drawing... I saw Cody Walker draw three players. He swept out of the scrum, drew three players, got it out to uh, Taff, who just did a catch and pass, and Taff gets it. And it's such a shame. And that's my only rant on that. I can live with it. 
I can live with it. But you know, it, if it because I really want consistency, and if they're going to just load up on these center wingers, then you know, because they're just doing the catch and pass to get these wingers over for the tries, and you, they're going to you know they're going to be getting the huge scores. And BTW, the NRL has Campbell Graham as one line break. And now I, I rewatched all the highlights and I could only see one line break for him, but he's, he's been given a free line break. So, you know, good on your Campbell Graham owners. You got some freebies in there, but fundamentally I'm on the fence. I don't, I like consistency. And if they're going to just always make it the, the, the center winger, but you just load up on running halves then because, you know, these sublime passes are just going unrewarded as far as super coach is concerned. And I think it's a real shame. Um, the Telekai news. Look, I've not seen it on any format other than in the Supercoach app that he's going to miss the next two games. You know, the silver lining is that he's going to be back for round 17, which was when we really need him because he's a round 17 number. But we're going to be going without him for two games, it seems, according to the NRL Supercoach app. I've not seen it anywhere else that he's going to get suspended for two weeks. If you haven't heard, he missed a court date. It wasn't because he was driving drunk or anything like that. He just had expired registration. Now, I think it's a minor traffic, minor, not putting people's lives in danger kind of one. You know, Rapana gets one week for driving under the influence. So how is Talakai getting two weeks for expired? I know he, look, hey, I got, my girlfriend is the most forgetful bloody thing you've ever met. You know, she, we go walk the dogs, the front doors wide open. She goes shopping and then comes home without the shopping. You know, she's forgetful. Is that a crime? You know, I think it's on the real low end of things. And if you've got DUI getting one week, expired registration and forgetting your bloody court date, I don't know. Uh, but we'll wait and see. You know, I think he's definitely a hold because he is going to be back for round 17. But it's interesting. Felice Kafusi is an absolute bloody grub. That's my opinion. He's got this sort of stuff in his game constantly. You know, I can live with the bumper bars, but that was an absolute elbow to the face, you know, as he goes to the ground. He's done it many times before. I think he's the dirtiest player in the game. You know, him, Hudson Young, you know, Josh Maguire. There's a few of them, but I think Felice takes the cake because the fact that he's only getting a fine to start with is an absolute joke. The system is broken. You know, I, I hate the system. It's broken. He should be rubbed out. He should go and challenge it. I can't believe they're challenging it. It's absolutely crazy. He's not going to win. And you go challenge it, then if you fail, you get a week. He deserves a week. He deserves a couple, in my opinion, because there's no way they can say that that was accidental. How is the match review looking at that and not going, he meant that? You know, Contact to the head should be penalised with more than just a monetary fine. Um, look, Hass, he's apparently right. I wrote that down. Who's going to replace him in origin? I thought maybe it would be Clemmer. Um, who's a round 17 option for, 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 for teams. Um, but I think Hass, they say, he's going to be, he's going to line up for next week. Um, Coates and Farnworth replacements. You know that uh, young Grant had a really good uh, debut, a couple of tries. I thought Seve was fantastic as well. Um, you know, and uh, uh, someone's going to jag a, a spot in that team because Coates is out long term. Um, you know, Pappenhausen comes in in Meany. Where does Meany go? Um, you know, there's one one spot still available. So it'll be interesting to see who takes it. Because that's a you could have a bottom price round seventeen option in there. And look, if it's uh you know, we'll we'll see what happens with the Broncos, but there could be a cheap option in there as well. Um to replace Farnworth, who's gone for the you know, well seemingly the rest of the year. Um how does Tupu not get sin binned? 
I mean, that's the second time this has happened and they don't, I mean, that's a Simbin. That's Simbin. Took him out. You know, I can't believe how he's not getting Simbin. I know Tupu's a lovely bloke, and we th- but he's got, he's, that's two that he's skated on this year and I just don't get it. How, are they watching the different different thing than all of us? Uh, anyway, um, look, Ola, I asked the question to myself when I was watching it, is Ola a chance for origin? Because there's definitely a couple of things that weren't right about the old blue squad. Like, I don't think Sims was a great pick, um, you know, and he's in absolute. I think he's nearly the best, you know, him and Kickow, who's ineligible, are the best, dam- most damaging running second rowers in the game at the moment. Um, he's pledged his allegiance to Tonga. Uh, but I don't think Tonga's a tier one nation, so... You know that he he can play, can't he? You know, so I don't know. He, he's it's probably an outside chance, isn't it? But he's he's in some sort of form. Oh, Luciano, wasn't he tanking? <laughs> Obviously, somebody wants to get released to go and take up. You know, the yeah, sure, the Cowboys are high flying the top four. You know, of course, you'd want to get out of the Tigers and get up there this year. But I'm not all for the old tanking on purpose and kicking stones. He played like shit. He should be dropped for the way he's playing. You know, dropped and then see out the year, mate. I know that that's not good business, dollars-wise and club-wise, but you you might as well if he's going to go out and play like that. Naden, gone. Uh, Well, look, I I think he should count his lucky stars, really. What did uh, Manly Carl Lawton get? He got six weeks. If that's six weeks, I think this one was worse. So it should have been six minimum, but it's four. So go figure. Uh... Another one is, do we buy um, Paps straight away? Um, that was a question I got through on the socials by a couple of people is, you know, it was mainly, should I sell Heinz to get Paps? My answer to that is no, because that's such a knee-jerk reaction. You know, Heinz is averaging 80. You know, he didn't have a game. He got 60 this week with 20 points in missed goals. He would have finished on 80. You know, we're, we love a ton, but a guy who has a horrible game, if he landed his kick goal, kicks at goal, he would have finished on 80. No way do you sell Hines. Hines and Cleary are your halfbacks. You run them for the rest of the year if you've got Hines at fullback. But you can get Paps. You've got to find another way to do it. Um, look, he's got 140 BE. He has in the past looked a little... He started slow when he's come back. So... There's two things. He, he might start a little slower. He's up against the 140B, so I think it's worth a look, at least for a week, to see how he comes back. Uh, and also, you'll get a look at you know what the chances are that he could be the 14 for Origin. Maybe they think he's not got enough you know miles behind the old meters, or, you know kilometers behind the legs. Uh, but I didn't love what I saw from Nico, particularly running uh, in that last game or even in the last few weeks. So, you know, I think perhaps would be a better 14, in my, my opinion. Um, look, that's all my sort of stuff that I was thinking about. I wrote, I was talking in a chat because I'm a Raiders fan. I thought the Raiders would put plenty of effort. I think they've turned the corner for effort and, you know, but they unlucky and make too many mistakes and stuff. I'm on the fence whether I think Fogarty was a bum <laughs> buy. Um, look, you know, we were Raiders had won three in a row, you know, before... Uh, Fogarty came in, and now we're the last, you know, the three that he's been in. You know, we've won one from three. Um, you know, I thought we bought him for a little bit of maturity when things are on the line. Well, I didn't see that 
this week. I haven't seen it in the three games that he's been there. Uh, coolness under pressure and, and the maturity that are washing over the squad. Haven't seen any of that. And I thought maybe because Jack's not much of a kicker, you know, short kicker and stuff like that, that he'd be there because he's got a good kicking game. Well, the kicking's been shit. It's all bombs that land 20 metres or 15 metres out from the line and no pressure on the opposition at all. You know, no grubbers. It's those chest-height kicks that the other team just catches and then runs out of their own area perfectly. I'm not seeing a single thing that I think makes him any better than Frawley. I thought the Raiders were playing better with Frawley than they were with Fogarty. So I'm on the fence about that, but that's just a little bit of... Raiders chat by Ado because of Raiders bad. Um, all right, the games are next. Good, bad, and ugly. Okay, and now we're going to do the good, bad, and ugly from the games as I see it. Obviously, um, for Super Coach purposes, it was an interesting round. This round because we obviously had the Monday night footy because we had the latest start to the round with Origin, and the first game to kick off the round was the North Queensland Cowboys against the Dragons. And even though two of their great players in Nanai and Cotter were rested in this game, Cows got the job done quite comfortably against the Dragons, thirty-one to twelve. The good for the game for me was Lolo he's really hit his straps obviously with those two important players out and the week before you know on origin duties he's really stood up in a big way um in you know he's been quite affordable 2.1 percent of people brought him in and he's been terrific um I think he's a perfect second front row four even your third if you've got you know your hass and IPAP type front row I think he's been really good in the recent weeks he seems like the Lolo we knew and loved you know from years prior um fantastic score updated five points to 89 was good uh some other good scores in there someone who I'd had a little side eye on for the round 17 by was Suli and he was really good in this game um 82 points uh, for him I think um, uh, Drinkwater was a 90. He was VC'd by people I was up against in head-to-heads, which was a good score, but I don't know if they would have been looped um, because you want bigger than that usually. Uh, and Robson, he was somebody that, you know, people brought in, you know, for Harry Grant where Origin Time was on. It was a punt of, by the longest order. People were doing it because they thought Grant would have restings or less minutes which has been the case and Robson has been sensational um finished with a 78 which was a good score um the bad for me was Molo um look six percent owned 3.1 percent bought him in if you already had him and you jumped the gun on him you know I can half forgive you but 3.1 percent brought him in um look he's gonna make 35k you know you could have just gone uh ma'am and make yourself 130k in one week you may not have had that uh, ability in your halves, but he is not going to get the minutes. He's going to max out very early, and there's no guarantee he'll even play in the round 17. I think it was a huge mistake by people, and uh, look, you got your 22 points from him this week. Um, The ugly for me was the hammer. 6.4% 6.4% owned. He was a nice move last week, even though he downdated into 60s from eight from 80. Um, he is rocks and diamonds. 1.5% chased those points last week, and it kind of almost seems like it was bound to happen that he was going to get a low one this week. Um, you know, the last five scores for him, 27, 12, 22, last week was the only good one in it, 
with 67, and it's back to a 20 this week. So it probably wasn't a great... It was a great sort of one-week play, but, I, you know, the 1.5% that brought him in this week, probably not the best move. Um, moving on to the next game. It was the Gold Coast up against the the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs got the job done, 30-16. to 16. The good for me, I had a couple in there, actually. AJ, 5.8% owned. He's really... That's uber-pod-type territory. Um, finished with 114. It's that tr- those tries. I think he went over for three again. 0.6% of people brought him in. You're geniuses. Now, look, he's already over 600K, and he's going to go up because he's, he's absolutely crunched his um, BE, he might be getting too expensive. He's going to be up 650 type K, uh, but he was sensational. South seemed to be warming up a little bit, and he's on the receiving end of, you know, those uh, attacking plays, and he's finished with a ton. Um, Tino was also absolutely sensational backing up from Origin. 123 points for him, two tries. It was a nice backup, and, you know, doesn't that just say volumes about Tino, just the kind of bloke he is and player he is? He's actually been racking up a pretty good season. You know, him and Lolo around that sort of similar price, Jewel, um, he's been going really well, Um, and those two tries were very handy, 123 points. Um, The last five scores, 40, 69, 59, 72, and then this big ton. So, I mean, that's not the worst for people who have owned him, and he's... 17.6% 17.6% owned, so enjoy it. you got a ton. Um, other good scores in there, Graham. He was one of the popular center wing buys in this week. He looks sensational. I've wanted to have him all year long. And you know what? I didn't bring him in. I brought in Mulatalo instead. Um, I like the Sharks matchup, and Mulatalo tunned up, so he was even better than Graham. Um, the main reason I went Mulatalo instead of Graham was just because I saw a world where I might only be able to get one of them. And I just love the Sharks draw towards the end of the year when we're going to be doing head-to-head finals much more than I like the Rabbitohs draw for Graham. Um, That's not to say that I won't get him in. I might be able to do that this week if I'm willing to sacrifice someone. But Graham was great, 95 points. You know, I think even with their hard matchups and stuff, he's... the, the, the figures he's got for this year, he's one of the elite center wing options you can have this year. Uh, Cook was great, backing up from Origin. He got an early mark, I think, there as well. Did he? I can't remember. Um, but he finished with 79, which was good. Marju, the animal, he was good. Uh, 92 points for him. The bad for me is probably a bit harsh. Ilias, 42 points. 4% of people sold him. It was probably to Ilias, and it would have been a pretty good financial uh, and scoring-wise um, move. Um, you're probably now going to hold him. Now with uh, man being up to 300k, you might have to just hobble your way through to round 17 uh, with Ilias. Um, my ugly was Murray, 8.4% owned, finished with the 37. He was backing up from origin and only got 46 minutes, and I guess... You know, in hindsight, he was probably a reasonable sit this week because he has been under an injury cloud and we thought maybe he might rest. Uh, moving on to the Roosters versus the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne got the job done 26 to 18. My good was Seve. 329 people owned Seve. It's unbelievable. 127 points for him. So just enjoy it. Look, there's Coates is out. So that Grant was very good on debut and Seve. Uh, was good as well. Um, so one of those guys is going to probably jag a spot, aren't they? So, you know, it's cheap and nasty, but you could do worse than uh, being in the back line of the Melbourne Storm, couldn't you? So, you know, anyway, I'll move on. Um, 
The other good scores were Felice, your dirty dog. He should get weeks, not go and challenge it. 106 points. Uh, and Meany was good with a 78. Um, perhaps, you know, is due back next week. So Meany, he will go out, you know, to the wing, you'd think. Um, the bad for me were two blokes who are superstars of our game. Uh, backing up from Origin, Munster and Teddy. Um, Munster finished with a 43, Teddy with a 50. That's their floor. You know, those two having a really quiet game and those are their scores. I can live with it. Um, 2.3% captain Munster, though. I don't know if that was a wise move. Um, maybe they're ghost teams. I don't know. But um, my ugly was Tupu, um, 3% owned. He was backing up from Origin Fish with a 34, which isn't the greatest. Um, you know, I think he's going to hold his spot. Uh, for Origin, uh, and, you know, he's got to be, and we'll cover later on in some cell candidates. I think, you know, maybe he's a cell candidate for you to get one of these, you know, Sharks backline players or a Graham or something for the round 17 and run home. Uh, on to the Broncos versus the Raiders. My good was Mam, 35.9% owned, and 24.6 of them uh, were the ones that brought him in this week. Um, Fish with a 79, I think it was a really good move. He looks a really good prospect. Uh, he's made 130-something K, which is really good. Uh, the other good scores in the game were Horsburgh, who's been filling in really for Papali'i while he's been doing his 20 minutes in origin. Uh, 97 points for him. Adam Elliott was good with 92. Carrigan was a weapon after being a weapon in origin, coming out with an 82. Tuppany's been, I think, the Raiders' best finish with a 95. Uh, and Flegler was good with an 83. Um the bad for me in that game was Wolford, 6.9% owned, 28 points. Now, unfortunately, uh, you know, that first score was a 65, but it's been 50, 30, 50, 28 ever since. And I don't know how exciting that is. He's getting big minutes, but it just doesn't seem to be, you know, he's sort of nuts and bolts, isn't he? Um, the ugly for me was Hass. Unfortunately, injuring that AC on the other shoulder, 31 points. Um, now, look, you know, he's got two bung shoulders now. He's, they say he's going to be good to go for next week. Um, maybe he's a, a short-term hold, you know, but he's going to obviously, you think, go back on to origin as well. Um, and, look, this week was an unfortunate thing. Uh, moving on, the West Tigers versus the Manly Seagulls. The Seagulls got the job done 30-4. to four. My goods were... Hamole, who's a 14.5% owned player, he finished with 112 points, went off early as well. Uh, 1% of people brought him in, you geniuses, even though you, you think people are going to be bringing in round 17 options, but Ola looks like a weapon. Um, he's a weapon, and he finished with 112. Garrick, 19.9% owned, doing the fullback role and kicking plenty of goals. He updated nicely to 121. So... You know, to those 1.7% of people that brought him in, you have done a fabulous job. I think he's a run-home, uh, finish-the-year center winger. Um, other good scores in that game, Aloye finished with 121, got a couple of tries. Cooler, finally, you know, he's got over for his first try, and he's actually probably going to generate a little bit of cash. I held him. Uh, I held him because I thought all it takes is a try, and then he's going to kickstart and keep going on with his money. Uh, and it was good to see him score, and he finished with 75. Jerbo was good, 76. Garner was good for 71. Uh, and I can't even understand my... Oh, Joe Offengau with an 83. Uh, my bad was Tupolotto. Now, it's much like the old... Um, 
earliest. You know, it's a bit harsh of me to put him in there when he scored a, a pretty good score, really, 45. But look, 4.5% of people sold him. And, the, you know, the 45 is fine, but not when it's up against an 85 BE. So he's not made the BE. He's going to lose money. And I think you, it's time to sell, even though, you know, you he was a great cheapie. Let's put it that way. And, and you don't want to lose everything that you got, you gained off him uh, and hold him up against a big BE and not making it, unfortunately. Um, the ugly for me was Hastings. He's 11.1% owned, so he's not like, you know, owned by 200 people. Um, it wasn't a good game for the old West Tigers after punting the coach. 21 points. 1% of people actually sold. You know, obviously he's somebody that, you know, it would take courage to sell him, I think, those 1% of people because you think, I need all the round 17 uh, options I can get. But it was obviously a smart move. 21 points for Hastings. He's not going to hurt you in a buy round, is he? You know, for points, he's not going to turn up. So they probably just cut ties. They probably got rid of him and went to Mam and said, I think Mam's going to bank me a couple of hundred K and he's going to score better. Um, you know, those are the kind of moves you've got to make in Supercoach sometimes. Um, moving on to the Penrith Panthers, whooped the Newcastle Knights 42 to 6. The good was Toto. 3.3%. That's real juicy pod territory. People have brought him in. He's looked good the last couple of weeks, really. Uh, he's warming up. Uh, 116 points from him this week. He covers his 90 BE. Um, there would have been some people going, oh, look, he's got a 90 BE. I might just wait a week. Uh, look, he hasn't smashed it, but he's got it. Um, he's still quite affordable, though. Uh, and if you are not targeting round 17, people, if you think your numbers are good or you're a head-to-head player, I can't see many more better options than Toto as you know, to bring in. In that 500 sort of K price, I think he's an absolute steal. Um, good scores in the game. The chin finished with a ton, you know, after his, you know, criticism he's copped from that round, uh, Origin 1, finished with 106. Uh, Crichton was fantastic backing up from Origin. He only played limited minutes off the bench with 100. Edwards was good with a 74. Kickout was sensational with an 88. And Targo was good with a 69. The bad for me was Martin, 5.8%. He's finished with a 37. He was backing up from Origin. It was very quiet out there, and he got low minutes. Um, Most of the people that had Martin, who are owners, um, benched him, which was a smart move. We're talking about that, obviously, with Murray. So good move by those people that benched him. Um, You know, it wasn't a cracking score. Um, The ugly for me was Gags, Gagai, 3%. We, we didn't have origin, Gagai, did we? He's back to club footy. Um, yeah, he was backing up. He had a 92 break even. He finished with a 16. Um, look, 3% of you own him. I don't know if it's ghost teams, but you've got to get rid of Gags. You've got to get him out. Get him to Graham. Get him to William Kennedy, Sevo, anyone. You've got to get rid of him. Uh, moving on to the Sharks versus the New Zealand Warriors. Change a coach for them as well, but it didn't really help them. Um, the Sharks got the job done. The good for me was Katoa and Mulatalo. I brought in Mulatalo instead of Graham, and he went 106, which was sensational. Um, Katoa, a bit cheaper, um, but he's, he got three tries, finished with a 93. 
Um, you know, they were great moves, I think. Um, and Katoa is probably still quite affordable for you. Mulatalo was already over 600k. Um, other good scores in the game. Moylan, he was on fire in this game. Uh, finished with 101. Talakai was good with a 79. Uh, obviously, the top of the show, we talked about... Talakai, is he going to actually mix, miss the next two games because of this court thing? Um, you know, I, we'll have to wait and see if it's confirmed. He's obviously going to hold him because he is going to be back for that round 17 and he's one of those big targets you'll want for the round 17. Um, Wade Egan was good with a 81, as was William Kennedy with a 79. He's up against a huge BE and he'll be in the 300s next week. Could be a little smoky option for teams, a cheap and nasty one. Um, the bad for me was Nico. He was the highest captain of the week, 34.8%. He finished with a 61. I could have looped Cleary because he was my VC and I stayed with Nico. Look, it's not the worst. He looked ordinary to me in that game, uh, really. And he finished with a 61, 20 points in goals and a negative. So it was an 80. You know, he so he's elite. He's absolutely elite. He misses, he misses 20 points worth of goals and he still finishes the 61. You would have got 80. He would have nearly made clear his score, you know, and he looked average as, you know, so that's just the bloke. That's Nico, you know. So um, I think he's probably hasn't enhanced his chances of origin, you know, unless they've already decided on it. So hopefully he's a round 17 option for you. He's one of those big, big options you want for round 17. Uh, the ugly for me was Aitken at 18.7%, finished with a 44. It's a bit harsh, Ado, but... Um, you know, that's his long, is it his lowest score of the year? He updated 10 points, didn't he? So I don't think it is. But look, Aiken has, is ripe. You know, he's ripe and he's got a little bit of value to him. It's a perfect time to move him on to one of these guys. I mean, look, someone like Mulatalo, he's a try scorer. These wingers are getting tries and you've got a soft draw for the Sharks. It's a perfect time to go to someone like them or AJ you know, or Graham, you know, you've got to go to one of these guys now and flip him. But, you know, I'm a bit harsh on the old 44. Uh, SJ also gets a mention in the uglies, you know, 4.9% of people still own SJ. And he fished with the 29, 46, 25, 29. Why have you still got SJ? Get rid of him. Go down to Mam. You know, even he'll be probably be not far off the price. You know, SJ by next round, you know, man. But you've got to get rid of SJ. He stinks. Um, and we've got the last game, the Bulldogs versus Parramatta uh, to close out the round. So the dogs, the dogs were on. And it was really, really good to see Potter, I think, you know, they looked really good today. I think they just, you know, they've had a, it had dogs feel to it, didn't it? They absolutely trounced the old eels who were flat as attack. We were targeting all these eels players for, you know, our teams to bring in. And I still think we should probably bring them in. The eels have these sorts of games in them. And today it was a little bit of the eels. I think they were starstruck. They were struck by how well the dogs sort of hit them right from the start of the game, and um, they got absolutely rolled. Unfortunately, that's the difference between a 13.50 and a 14.50 because we didn't see a big ton from IPAP, which we were hoping for, and a 70.80 from Matto. It was much lower scoring because the Eels stunk. 34-4, to they got hammered. Um, look, the good has got to be the... Oh, I don't know. I think it's probably Burton, you know, and, and Addo Carr. Three tries for Addo Carr for 89. I mean, that's Addo Carr for you, isn't it? He's, if, he's, if there's tries, you'll get an 80, 90, 100. But, I mean, 
your three tries, you'd want to be over 100, wouldn't you? 89, pre-updates. He looks good out there. I think him and Burton are really striking up a nice sort of partnership. You know, the speed and the kicking ability of Burton. Burton was fantastic again today as well. He's really hit his straps, Burton. I'm going to mention him later on, but... You know, he has really been good. Uh, Late on try assists today, nails his goals, makes his tackles. He's really warming up, I think, this year. 91, he finished on. Uh, Max King is an honourable mention in there with a 76. He's a season-long keeper. Obviously, Potter's the coach now. And I'm first coach, Barrett, I think, had a soft spot for Max King. And he's, you know, just when he had those... Great PPM, but still 40 minutes. His minutes have increased, uh, and he's, you know, Potter likes him, and I see no reason to get rid of Max King at all. I said that last week on the pod that I'm happy to hold him as my third front rower. The break even was 18 this week, so, you know, with his nice score of 79 this week, he's going to get a really nice price rise. Uh, and there's no reason to move him on. That's what I was saying. It's going to be hard to work out who you sell. Max King, I think he's a hold, but I was going to. I was looking at Cooler and Karaz, who absolutely nailed it this week. So rather than hitting the next round, you know, as hard as I might have thought, um, maybe it's going to be ten, and I'm going to hold on to these players. I mean, the Cooler and Karaz are going to get a nice cash generation going. Um, you know, after today as well. So you know. Um, it's hard. Hard to work out if you want to get rid of them or not. Um, look, Moses was pretty okay, I guess. There was a lot of stuff tried, you know, in the, and that didn't come off in that. He laid on a try at least for him. The one try they got, 69 points for Moses. IPAP, it wasn't his best game, was it? He didn't have sort of the punch. And yeah, how can you when you, they're playing the way they were? 61 um, was okay. Um, look, my bad. I'm going to give it to Gutho for 35. Gutho was pretty safe under those you know, kicks, which were, I mean, I wouldn't like to be under him. Um, but, you know, there wasn't any punch and attack. Look, they were so bad. You could have picked, you know, Marnie. I thought he was terrible today as well. He finished on 43. Um, Dylan Brown, you know, with that ankle. They didn't seem to go left heaps and heaps. Uh, but he seemed a little flat as well. So, all, you know, all in all, your spine, I think three of the spine was terrible today. Um, and Sivo, he'll get my ugly 28 points. A lot of people brought Sivo in, but it was because you were expecting that game that you thought you were going to get from the Eels where they were going to trounce the Bulldogs. And it was the other way around. So 57 break even. He's got nowhere near that. He's going to lose the money. Um Oh, it's his first game of the year, isn't it? So, um, but, uh, you know, he's, I don't know, I'm, I'm cooling down on him. I mean, but it's hard to gauge on the, the way they played. You know, you want to see them. He's going to, you know, go out with a big BE next week and we'll see how he goes in the next matchup. Hopefully they bounce back, um, you know, and, you know, you can see if you want to have him <laughs> as an option for your round 17 and run home. But, you know, didn't love what, what I saw. Um today but it was his first game you know in the first top grade for a year uh all right well let's finish off the show um look right now sells uh, these are players you know that i think if you've got them in your team could be an option to sell and you know a lot of them are definitely holdable and that's the other thing too so i guess number one is for you to filter your team by your round 17 numbers take away your origin players and see what your real number is uh and how many you want to move you know how many am i going to need 
you know, how many you're going to have to move out of my team to get the ones that I need because you're going to have to make some hard decisions on players. Um, you know, I was thinking Kikau was a sell, you know, but he, Kikau's been great. <laughs> 88 points, he's been, you know, in the last few weeks, he's 80s every week and it's hard to move on someone who's scoring like that. You know, sometimes you've got to say goodbye to players like that, but I'm not feeling like I need to sell Karaz or Cooler now either. Um, Targo, May, I thought maybe I'd sell one of them, but they're, you know, still reasonably scoring as well. But look, let's talk about some players who I think, you know, you can consider. Um, I've broken it down simply on either three-round average or five-round average so that you can think about, well, am I... Am I going to, you know, is it going to hurt to lose that from my team right now? You know, you bringing in someone like uh, Campbell Graham or Mulatalo or these guys that are averaging 65 and have a soft draw, you know, um, is it is it such a loss to lose some of these other players that I'm going to mention um, based on their you know recent average? You know, let's talk about it. Um, number one on my list is Tupu. Tupu, uh, he didn't get a good score this week, did he? 34. Um, you know, he, he's a sell possibility for me. I think after the way the Fox played today, he's got to be a chance of getting back into origin. Look, you wouldn't. They don't play round 17 anyway. The Chooks, you already got your um, game off off them. So, you know, he's got to be a candidate now if, if to move on for a quality player. He's got decent value. You can get him across to a Campbell Graham or a Mulatalo, or, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, his three-round average is 58. His five-round average is 63. So, um, look, he did back up from origin, and it was a low score this week. The average has been much better, and people who own Tupu, I know you love him, but I think he's a sell candidate to get to one of these other guys who have a soft, soft draw. The, the Chooks draw gets really, really hard, and I think that he's got to be an option um, to sell. I mentioned briefly Haas. We've got a three-round average of 51 and a five-round average of 51. Haas is not going to hurt you if he's not in your team. Not this year. He's under an injury cloud. He's obviously got origin. Um, that's not to say that he doesn't pick it up towards the end of the year, but my opinion is, is that five rounds for 51, you know, Tuppany and even Max King are doing a better job, you know, so I think if you've got to make a sacrifice from your team, maybe if it means you can hold a kick out or Hamoli, these type of players who I think are showing themselves as keepers and you've got the jewels, I think Hass is definitely a sellable option, particularly now that he's picked up that uh, shoulder. Uh, Stags, it was a cork, wasn't it? Um, Three-round average for Stags is 54. Five-round average of 51. Those are not scores that uh, you know, are going to scare you. I know that ha- he has a big one in him. You don't see the big ones regularly enough. And trust me, yeah, move him onto a Mulatalo or Katoa. Lomax, you know, I know Lomax didn't have the greatest game in the world this week, um, but you can move on to one of these guys that are going to have as many big games. You know, Campbell Graham turned up last week and finished with a 90-something this week. Um, I know their draw gets hard as the season you know, finishes up, but you get my point. You can move. There's other players that have the same high ceiling as Stags. They've got a better 
kind of average going at the moment, and they've got a softer draw. Um, also, he's got a he's incumbent, isn't he? He was there in the last Origin. Is it going to be Latrell? You know, is it going to be Stephen Crichton, White, and you know Stags? It's up in the air, you know. Um, but you know, there's a little world where he doesn't make or they rush Latrell in. But you know, basically, White was the best player on the field, I think, for New South Wales. So he probably holds one center spot, and if it's Latrell. Stags goes out, you know, or, you know, you think. Uh, and Crichton, what if, uh, you know, Latrell doesn't get up and they, you know, decide they want to go with Crichton and Stags drops out. You might get him for round 17, you know, which, you you know, that's where he could be useful because he's someone that could hurt you in a buy round. But, look, I think he's a sellable option to get one of these ones that you really want. Um, Stephen Crichton. Now, he's one that has been really good. He got 100 this week backing up from Origin, and he's in that Pendrith Panthers team. He's three-round average of 64. He's five-round average of 65, 63, which is good. You know, you'll take that in center wing for sure. I think he was a great buy, and you got him on the cusp. You might have got him cheaper. You got your good scores. You, you know, I, th- I think um, he was a good buy for a certain time, and I think it's a good time now to cash him in and move him on. Um, Aitken, a three-round average of 50, a five-round average of, sorry, a three-round average of 53 and a five-round average of 50. I think that's a sell. I think he, they stink, the Warriors. Um, Look, he's consistent. He's consistent 40, 50, 60. Uh, What did he get this week? You know, he was on my list, wasn't he? Aitken. Yeah, you got a 44 this week, which is acceptable. But I think, you know, we want to pump up these round 17 numbers. I would, I don't want to sell um, a kick out, but I will sell an Aiken quite happily when he's th- five and three round averages, only 50. That's not going to hurt you. Um, SJ, that's a no-brainer. I can't believe people still own SJ. Get rid of him. He stinks. Butcher. Um, look, Butcher has been good. He got a good score this week. I put him in there as a one of the good ones, didn't I? Um, but I can't see it off the top of my head. But his three-round average is 66, which is very good, and a five-round average of 53. Um, look, I think their draw gets harder. He's been very good, so he's done his job, um, and it could be time to move him on. You know, uh, you're going to be making decisions, Butcher, you know, Homoli, Kikau, Crichton, and I think um, Butcher, he was a short-term rent, surely. You didn't want to run the rest of the year with him. You're going to have Radley come back into that team. They're going to get troops back. Um, so I think it's a good time to move him on. Um, Satili, I'm, I'm just going to, for the rest of the ones, I've just done a three-round average. Satili, three-round average of 53, that's very sellable. And he's not somebody that you need to hold for the rest of the year. Move him on. Look, second-row forward options. There's not a lot for round 17 that I'm jazzed on. Um, but you've got IPAP, haven't you? And you've got, um, you know, jewels that you can move around. If you've got a Targo and you can bring him up from center wing up into the second row um, and you get up one of these Campbell Grahams or Mulatalos, you know, into your center wing. Um, Sam Walker, he's got a three-round average of 51. Uh, I think he's sellable. you got big targets, you know, in... Uh, Hughes and Dylan Brown. Um, if he's in your halves, you know, I think you want to hold Hines and Cleary, you know, Munster. You know, I've got Cody Walker, so I'm going to have to skip because I've got four gun. Well, Cody's not a gun, but I'm not going to sell him now because I, I'll probably think about it after round 17. But if you've got Sam Walker in there, you have got a prime option to move on to one of these 
big, good targets, you know, for round 17. Uh, Appy, three-year-round average of 61 has been very good. Appy's very good when, you know, Cleary, Luai, Yo, and stuff are out of the team. Look, this, you know, these coming games, he'll probably be still pretty good. Um, but I think when they're back to full strength, he probably revert, reverts back to the lower scores. Uh, so I think now while the value is there, you could move him on. Um, Cotter. You know, I know he, it's a controversial one because he's been sensational. Um, he was rested this week. He played 80 minutes in origin and he was absolutely outstanding. What's some sort of year he's having? Amazing. Um, so he's one that I'd probably lead towards holding if you want, if you want to think of a hold like a kick out, blah, blah, blah. But he's going to play origin again. And I know the Cowboys have got the short back up again. So whether he backs up or not, it's it's a good chance that he doesn't. So, you know, you've got to be prepared for that. Um, Isaiah Yo, Isaiah Yo, he's had a three-round average of 69, which is great. Look, he rested this game as well. He's going to play big minutes in origin, you'd think. And I think that probably look like resting. You know, the Panthers are going to rest probably a few players. It makes sense with them up and away and flying. I think Yo's got to be a candidate for that. You could hold Yo, you know, for the rest of the year. He's been going very well, very well. He's been a good little pod for people. I think he's reasonable ownership now. Um, But you've got to sell some. You know, would you rather hold... Uh, kick out, or you know, you might prefer to sell kick out than yo. But for me, there's going to be origin, you know, and maybe rests. So I and I know that's not going to happen for kick out. So you know, uh, uh, I guess you could pick between you know yo and a Crichton. You know, Crichton is he going to go off to origin? I, th- I don't know. They might need to make some changes, but I don't know if it's going to be Crichton coming in. He certainly didn't play a great game this week enough to put his hand up for origin. Uh, controversial drink water 73 average for the last three weeks he's been absolutely sensational but most people I talk to say he is an avenue to someone like Paps and I agree the value's there now and I think they've still got a couple of soft matchups so the temptation is to hold Dylan Brown Pappenhausen those are the big round 17 targets and I think the drink water's been so good that he's made the jump to those players very easy. He's probably sideways to Dylan Brown. So I think, you know, it's uh, you could just hold him maybe up to the round 17 and then make the move. But I think he's a candidate for it because you get these players, yeah, it was a soft draw for the um, cows. They've been awesome. Drinkwater has been on fire. The draw is going to stiffen up and they're going to get all their troops back, you know, and, oh, you know, the, the, he's not going to, you know, I think I think he, he might regress. Not regress down to shit shit. I think he might regress down from this 73 that he's been averaging over the last three, and it might be more like 60. And, you know, you get one of these ones on the uptick, you know, who are going to have, you know, a, a nice draw or, you know, whatever. You, you move them on to one of those ones that you need now, not, not round 13 ones. Um, Furmore, three-round average of 51. He's an absolute prime candidate to sell. He was very good this week, though. Um, I think he finished 70s. So he's he's given you a nice little way, you know, he sent you out on a good note. 
firm all, but he's he's definitely sellable. 51 average is not going to hurt you. Um, Nanai, 76 over the last three weeks. He's been picked for origin, picked up that injury. They say that he's at the ankle. Um, they say that he's going to be right for next game. I don't know if he's an urgent one, but you're going to be making decisions on players. He will go off into that origin team. I don't think he's done anything. I don't think they'll change a lot. Um, you know, and he's got to be a chance for a rest after that on the short backup. But, you know, he's a candidate, you know, you know, his attack is brilliant. Three-round average, of, you know, Drinkwater's three-round average of 73 and Nanai's three-round average of 76. It's hard to sell people that are averaging that. Um, Lukey is an obvious sell. He's got it's low ownership, um, but, you know, he's he's got to be, you know, a sell. <laughs> now he's got the ACL. Um, moving on to... A controversial one because he's been so good. Um, Burton, it's hard to sell someone the week after they got a 91, but you could bring in Dylan Brown. He's worth five. What was his break even? 27. So he's going to be worth the same as Dylan Brown. You know, he's a reasonable enough hold as well, particularly. It's just so, that's the thing. It's hard to sell um, Karaz after he looks sensational today. He looks playing a bit in centre as well and going between centre and wing and really looks look dynamic. It's like what we saw for the first couple of games from him. Um, you know, so it's hard to sell Burton when he's done so well. Um, but it's... It's a sideways one to Dylan Brown. You could just go for no money over to someone awesome like Dylan Brown, who I think is going to keep up. He's going to do as well as Burton, and you've got yourself a strong, captainable option for the round 17. Um, look, the scores have been so, so good. The last oh, 71, 57, 78, 75, 98 last week, and then a 91 this week. I don't think I'm going to be able to talk me well. I'm not going to be able to talk the, the Burton owners into selling him, I don't think. Um, but I think it's smart business because I don't know if you want to, you know, if you've got a Dylan Brown, a Munster, Cleary and Hines, I think that's a sensational, you know, that's a pair of sensational quartet to run home with in your uh, halves. And Burton has been the guy. He's been fantastic for you over the last five weeks. But, you know, the average for the year is 54 Let's not forget that. So, yeah, I mean, you can get him when he's hot. He probably was getting used to his role of the team. They look great, but he is in the Bulldogs. The average is 54 for the year. You've had a hot six weeks with him. Move him on now to your next one. Dylan Bags. Dill Bags or someone like that, you know, for the run home. I wouldn't sell him for Cody Walker, you know, because I don't think Cody's – he's getting ripped off because he's laying on these beautiful tries that's going to all the center wings. But, you know, I think he's a candidate. I think he's a candidate to move on because he's done his job. You don't want to sell these ones that have lost all their value. He's made this great value because he's been going great, and then you move him on. Um, Kiri, obvious. He's had that head knock. I don't know what they're going to do with that, um, but there's a chance this could be rests, and I don't think he was one to own anyway. He was, he was definitely one that you should flip on now. Um, JFH, um, he was good, obviously, being a Kiwi. Um you wanted him in your team for the bye uh, in round 13. He's averages 63 over the last three. Yeah, I mean, the only one I'm really interested in the front row for the second bye is probably Clemmer, who's been really good. His value is over 600K. So if if you could use a dual, just say you've got a TPJ, oh, man, I think he's sellable as well. I've got him in there. Um so don't use – but if you've got an IPAP or you've got a Lolo or something like that, you've got the jewels to be able to do it, I think that you could think about selling JFH and running with, the, you know, one of these uh, Lolos or whatever up in your front row for the run home. Dylan Edwards, 
It's a hard one as well. They, they've been, there's a lot of these players that are three-round averages being good. 80 is his three-round average, which is really, really good. But did you really want to hold him for the rest of the year? You know, he's not a run-home fullback, surely. So you move him on. He's a perfect candidate to move on to, um, you know, a player that you need for around 17 in the run home. If you don't own Hines and you own Edwards, buy Hines. You know, that's my point of, point of view. And what's the difference between him and um, and old mate uh, Paps? Let's have a look. He's worth 553. He had a 27 break even. He's done well again this week. So the jump will be a couple of hundred thousand, but a lot of us have a couple of hundred thousand in our bank, you know, so it's a jump that is doable. If you could get Dylan Edwards over to Paps, Go for it. You know, it's a sensational trade now. Um, but he's been good in recent times. And that's, you know, with all those troops out of his team, that's the kind of player Edwards is. He stands up. Uh, Luai, three-round average of 76. Luai is not a run-home center wing. Uh, uh, 5'8", is he? You know, I wouldn't go to Cody, but I would think he's a good one for Brown. I pref- If I was picking who I'd like to have, I'd prefer Brown. I think when Origin's over and it's Luai and Cleary back in the team, I think Lu- Luai will take a back seat and Cleary will take the driver's seat. He's been improved and he's been peaking at the right time to be in Origin. Luai, the three-run average is very good, but I think it's time to capitalise on him now and move him on. Um, as you know, to one of your round 17 numbers. Now let's have a quick chat about some of the ones I like uh, for round 17 in the run home. That mean in round 13, the players that you brought in, you, you could have had them as your run home ones. You're like, oh, I'm going to grab them for the round 13 and I'm happy to hold them for the rest of the year. But it's more prevalent in the round 17. I'm going to bring in these players and I'm probably not going to be able to trade them out because trades are less, way lower uh, after round 17. So I've got to get these players who I'm happy to hold for the rest of the year. Number one is obviously going to be Paps coming back next week, they they say, and the Melbourne Storm can use him. Um, 140 is the break even. I wouldn't do it next week because I think there's a rough chance not necessarily a lock it in chance uh, for him to be in origin. But if he's there for round 17, you want him. Uh, I think all of us think we want to run with Paps home. You know, you might be happy to run with a Paps and Hines, but I think a lot of people have got the Teddy and, and you want to add the Hines to it. He's very expensive. He's 900,000. Let's hope he comes back, plays next week and scores 30 and you can get him for cheaper, but he's got to be the top target, particularly if he misses origin. Um, number two for me, Hines. I can't believe people are contemplating selling Hines. He is, you know, we're in the center wing. Oh, sorry, in the five uh, eight or in the fullback position. He is, you know, he's one of the ones you want to have. I think obviously the value is more in halfback because him and Cleary are clearly the best. Um, but you do not sell Hines, and you do want Hines in the buy. It's going to be against the Melbourne Storm, yes, but it's going to be they're going to be uh, decimated with Origin players out. Look, it might make it interesting if uh, Hughes and Pappenhausen are in the team, but you want Hines if you don't have Hines. Um, number three, IPAP. Look, it was they got absolutely trounced today, and he still scores 50-something. You know, he's averages 80 for the year. Um, I don't think you want to run the rest of your year home without IPAP, and I don't think you want to have that buy. 
uh, in round 17 without iPad. Look, Dillbags, it was a game today where he probably was a little hampered by the ankle. He was you know, rumoured to not make the game. He's finished just a little bit under his BE, um, but I think he's been so sensational and obviously an extra week now to recover on that ankle and you know hopefully the Eels to get back to what they're capable of. Uh, and I think he's a good run home. You can hap- happily go Munster, you know, and Dillbags uh, for the run home. Um, and if I didn't own Cody Walker or Dillbags, I'd 100% be grabbing Dillbags instead. Uh, and he's going to be steady at that 600 or whatever price. Bulatalo, um, look, he's expensive now. He's he's taking care of his BE. Last week he was 605,000, which is expensive, but you were paid off if you forked it out, which I did. Um, the break-even was 70, and he covered it, so he's going to be even more expensive next week. Um, but the draw for those Sharks is very, very good. You may not be able to afford Mulatalo, and another name that I'm going to mention is Katoa, went over for three tries this week and finished 90s. Um, look, he could be a cheaper option for you as well, um, but I, you know, he, you're going to be scared of Mulatalo, I think, in the in the buy round. Um you know, he's one of those ones that can go over for multiple tries, and he turned up this week. He's a tackle breaker. Um, number six, uh, look, if you're looking for a half, if you're, say, got Hines down in your fullback and you're looking to move an Ilias, I know he's around 17 number, but if you're trying to move on somebody and upgrade, Hughes, you know, could be an option for you. You know, if you want, if you're going to just keep Hines in your fullback spot, I think it's you know, going to be a DC, a Hughes, and a, and a Cleary. Um, I think Hughes is a good option, especially because of the round 17, uh, you know, and the Melbourne Storm getting paps back, and I think you're going to get better uh, from Hughes. Um, he's one of the options, definitely. Um, number seven, look, I've said Moses in there. He, even in a beaten team today, he scored 69 or whatever. Uh, you know, I think... It could be Moses or it could be Hughes. I just I prefer Hughes just because he's in the Melbourne Storm who are a lot more consistent. It's hard to love Moses after today. But, I mean, in a way, you do. Kicks goals uh, and, you know, it was an off game for him and he still scored 60. Um, Talakai, look, he's at number eight. He's been good good the last couple of weeks. I think it was the 60s and then it was the 70s today. Uh, I mean, not today, in the game this week. We'll have to wait and see if these rumors are true that he's going to have the next two games off. But if that's the case, you grab him right on round 17. He's got that handy second row forward center wing duel. Uh, and I think, you know, he's hit his straps in the last couple of weeks and I think you probably want him. Um, you know, would I want Mulatalo or whatever first? Yes, I probably would. Uh, and maybe your funds aren't there to grab Teleco. I think he's in the 500s now. Um, but look, you know, I think... You know, he's someone you can grab, particularly if he's out for two weeks. You could, you could just target him right on the round 17. Um, Campbell Graham, obviously he went very well this week. He was 570 last week and his break-even was 20. So he's going to be a little bit more expensive next week. Uh, and I don't know if I can afford it. I picked Mulatalo because I looked at their draws uh, and I looked at what they were you know, what their ceiling was. And I think I just went with Mulatalo based on that. And I was hoping that it would be a quieter game, more like a 50 to 60 from, you know, uh, Campbell Graham this week. And I could get him next week for 600, you know, but it's going to be over 600. Um, you think so he's going to be expensive next week and people are not going to be able to grab Mulatalo and Graham. Um, but I still think he's somebody, 
you know, I know their draw is hard, but he's had harder. He's had some hard games in there and still scored well. He's very, very consistent. Um, so maybe you don't get hundreds and nineties like this week in those hard matchups towards the end of the year. Um, but I think he's still going to average 65, 67 in the center wing, which is right up there this year um, for averages. Um Clem, he's been going very well. Uh, look, if you're going to be moving on a front row, like just say you're light on numbers and you have to pick a front row and you want to move on um, with Hass, who's 50s average over the last three and five weeks, uh, you might want to go Clem. Finish with a 65 this week and they got beaten by 40-odd points, didn't they? They got absolutely hammered. He's been very good, Clem. He's got an average for the year of 67 and a half. Um, look at these last, well, I mean, 94, 48, 76, 72, 70, 71, 65. You know, he's been very good. You know, I think if Haas wasn't right, I think Haas might have, I mean, uh, Clemmer might have got a call up again for Origin. Uh, he's got to be an option if you're looking for someone in the front row. Because if you're moving on a TBJ, I think Clem's a good option. Um, AJ. He was very good this week, wasn't he? And he's probably too expensive, as I said, in the scores. But he's got to be someone that you fear in the buy round. Um, you know, would you go Graham? Would you go AJ? Look, they're going to cost about the same. I mean, AJ, well, he, he's 114 on a 44 break even. You know, he's going to go up so much. He's going to be in 640, 650. He's going to probably be out of your range. But uh, if you don't own him, I think he's owned by 4%. Those are people that got an Uber, Uber pod, a delicious pod that they can carry into 17 that we can't afford. Um, so well done to you guys that did it. Um, other players that I'm going to mention are cut price. I mean, I should have mentioned Katoa in there. Went over this week for three tries, finished uh, 90s. Uh, you know, he's going to be 500K. So he's 100K cheaper than... Mulatalo and Graham. Uh, and look, that draw is lovely. I don't mind having a couple of sharks in there. You can have both wingers. You know, have both the wingers. Moylan, not shy of getting the ball, and, and neither is Hines, obviously. So they go to both sides of the field. They've got good strike centers as well on both sides of the field. So I think the wingers on both sides are going to do very well. His stats for the year are not quite as good as Mulatalo, but there's definitely a ceiling there for multiple tries, and I think he's affordable. So, uh, but also some other ones that are slightly cheaper. Um, Kennedy, um, he had a good game this week, didn't he? I mentioned him in there, 79 or whatever he got. Um, he had a big, big BE, and I think he's going to be in the 300s next week. So if you're moving on one of these, you know, if Billy Smith doesn't get named next week, he's definitely a candidate for selling, and he's almost sideways, you know, across. If you've got the jewels, when a lot of us might have a cooler or a suali or whatever down there, and the, you can get in Kennedy, Soft matchup for um, the Sharks. A nice 70s this week. I think that's more... I know he had those two minus negative games. That's what's got him down to this low, low price. You're buying him rock bottom price. I know he's fullback only. So it's only if you've got an availability in your fullback to do something. Um, whoever the Broncos center is going to be to replace Farnwork, hopefully it's a cheap one. Uh, and it could be a decent option to bring in because you might be able to get him. You know, get him more cross from one of these real cheap players in your center wing. I said Sivo is a real cheap option. He's going to be a little bit cheaper after starting very slowly today. Um, but I don't know if I love it. Um, you know, if you're going to go cheap, I would prefer the one from maybe, 
you know, the Storm or the Broncos. Um, or, you know, you could take a flutter on him. People did take a flutter on him this week, didn't they? And it didn't uh, it didn't work out for you, unfortunately, this week. But it was his first game in a long while, so cut him some slack. And the Eels were terrible. So, um, But uh, one that I had in there, wasn't a great score this week from Cody Ramsey, but he only cost you 325 He's not going to go up much, is he? Go up 30k, so it'll be 350k as well. Um, he's center wing and fullback, which is different to Kennedy. The scores in the last couple of weeks before this were 94 and 54. I don't know if I love it, um, but it was if you're going cheap and nasty, I prefer to go Kennedy if you've got the availability to do that. Uh, other names, Garner, um, he was pretty good again this week, even though they were pretty awful. He's playing the second row now, um, but he is eligible in your um, center wing and mate Luciano, he might get dropped soon the way he was playing. Garner finished with a 71. He's got the jewel as well. So he's, and if you're not going to go, just say, I mentioned Talakai on someone that you want, um, 450k, and he's going to go up a little bit, isn't he? He's going to go up 30k. Um, so he'll be 480k. Um, the scores over the last five weeks, 57, 65, 84, 48, and the 71 this week, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. If you need to get a cheaper sort of round 17 number, I don't mind it. Uh, and the other name I put in there was Seve. Uh, he was good this week. Um, it was So was Grant. You know, whoever gets the spot, I think, you know, I, I'm, t- I'm tipping that's going to be Seve. Um, you know, a lot of people laugh and <laughs> tease me about the old Seve. But look, he's on the back end of that back line for the Storm, which might have Pappenhaus in it if he doesn't make origin. Yeah, and Hughes for the bye. You, you know, you could do worse things to be on the end of the back line for the Melbourne Storm. And obviously Coates is out long term, so I don't hate it. Uh, whoever the Broncos' replacement for Herbie is and whoever gets the spot um, for Coates, I think, could be a good, cheaper option for teams. Um, other names that are not cheap that I haven't mentioned are Cody and McInnes. I don't think they're going to hurt you with big hundreds, not like a Mulatalo uh, is or not like a Brown, a Dylan Brown. You know, the ones I've mentioned, Cody's got it in him, but like I've complained at the start of the podcast, it doesn't seem like the scoring for this year is you know, conducive to that. Um, so, you know, and McInnes, you know, Fanuka's going to come back into that team and he's sort of meat and potatoes, but he's been going good, but he's not cheap. So I've left him off the list as one that I, and Cody as ones that I'd, I'd be targeting Dylan Brown instead. Um, well, that's the podcast, you know, Aaron, 15, uh, went a bit longer, but you know, it was a bit to cover. Uh, I think I've got a good score this week. I should see some nice green arrows and, I'm coming out of retirement for one week for a really good listener of mine who's doing it tough. And I did record a song because they requested this song. They're a big um, Stranger Things fan. And so I did record it for you. I've come out of retirement uh, because, you know, I appreciate you and, I, and I'm thinking of you. And hopefully, you know, um, things look up for you. So here's your, your request. Oh, I've got a special request. Yes, Doug, I know you're going through a bit of a rough one, mate, and you're a big Stranger Things fan, so I will do your song just for you, buddy. I hope you things get better, eh? Pass the Dutchie on the left hand side Pass the Dutchie on the left hand side Give me the music, make me jump and prance Give me the music, make me rockin' and a dance Cool and lowly, breezy afternoon How does it feel when you got no food? 
I can feel it cause it was a month of June So I left my cane and went out for a walk Then I passed the dreadlocks camp I heard them say Pass the Tucci on the left hand side Pass the Tucci on the left hand side Give me the music, make me jump and prance Give me the music, make me rock and dance 